press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I'm Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. And welcome to everyone to our first Twin Talk. You know, it's just family here on the podcast this week. This is going to be a monthly installation. It might come the third Wednesday. It might come the fourth or, you know, the first. It'll always the second. be a surprise. Or it if might... there's a fifth Wednesday that month, there might be, <laughs> it might be that week. So It'll always be a surprise. Well, I'm so excited to do these with you because we've been doing episodes like this on our Patreon, yes. which is now called Drama Plus. Yeah, for anyone who's a Drama Plus family member, as we call them, this is going to be no shocking departure. It's we, we have these chats a couple times a month where it's just us chatting. And since we don't live together, we get, really get the chance to catch up and also really dissect all of the headlines, um, our opinions on TV shows, different things that are happening in the world. And we're going to focus on theater news. We're going to talk about trends and maybe a little bit of gossip and tea. Yeah, there, well, but, but what's fun is that these won't be like banked up interviews. Like we, you know, scheduling can be hell. So we'll be able to do these in a timely fashion. So when you hear them, yes. we'll be talking about current events. I do also want to say though, on drama plus, we still have some more scintillating, juicy content behind the paywall. So right. although that'll be very similar to this, you're still going to get that extra squeeze behind Ooh. the paywall. Wait, what's that saying? Is the squeeze worth the something? <laughs> Dylan, it's the Lizzo lyric. The uh-huh. juice ain't worth the squeeze if the juice ain't looked like this. <laughs> That's is that the lyric? Connor, y'all don't know this, but Connor knows some Lizzo lyrics. And when she comes on the radio, he will, he'll kind of like confidently talk sing them. Because Lizzo, I would call Miss Liz a vocalist. I would. I would. I think, you know, Sometimes, she. I, I think so. In my opinion, I don't find her to be a vocalist. <laughs> I'm dead that you said on some Lizzo lyrics. I, I know some Lizzo lyrics, but mm-hmm. it's it's really not just Lizzo. I have to be honest. I don't know the words to most songs, which is weird because I used to have an amazing memory and used to love learning lyrics. Oh, so now- my God. You used to have the most amazing. Connor used to write song lyrics down. We'd ha- we had these notebooks in, uh-huh. in middle school that were dry erase board type. You know, the, the pens and the, the erasers could erase yes. them. Connor would write different lyrics every day or every couple of days from musicals, from pop songs, from anything. And you, you would, you were very quote driven, I think. I, a lot school. of those lyrics were wicked, the musical. I yeah, have to say, which, you know, everyone, you know, wicked for our generation it was sort of a, it was for what the generation before was rent and the generation before might have been phantom. It's, you know, a cultural moment, a ring of keys, as you <laughs> to call them. Those notebooks were incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. you, the idea that you could even like write a note to the person sitting next to you and they could look really quick and you could erase it really fast. Right. That is, I hope they still make those in the middle schools and the high I schools. I mean, Connor, it's, you know, we're, I'm dating ourselves here, but things change so rapidly that this is different for a lot of people. But, you know, we didn't all have cell phones in middle school and it, things are just different now. 
do schools still have you go school supply shopping? These are the questions we I need think so. answered. I would assume so, but I think a lot of it's, oh wait, maybe not. Because a lot of it is online. This isn't a podcast about school. I need to cut <laughs> us off before we dig into this conversation. I know, but we need to talk about some of the breaking theater news that's been going on. Because, you know, one of our favorite things to do on drama, slash this is something that theater people like to do in general, is dreamcast different shows, revivals, and whatnot. And three different shows on Broadway just announced some new exciting cast members. And... One of them is a deep friend of the pod, Jason Forbach, who is stepping into the Phantom of the Opera as Raoul through December 5th. We have to go, Dylan. Yeah. We have to go. I mean, never seen Phantom on Broadway before. Ever. Same. And what what better way to see it than with Jason doing it? I remember when he did our podcast, we talked about his Phantom experience and we were talking about how like some of those songs, listen, y'all, I know Phantom is what it is. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it. A lot of people love to hate it. But you can't deny some of those songs. I All know. I ask of you, wishing you were somehow here again. That's me. And you know, we talked to Sierra Bacchus about that as well. Oh just, yeah, yes. The 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 empowering music. It it really gets me going. Oh my god, it's kind of <laughs> to borrow a word from 2014, epic, and <laughs> really, really, we've got to see it. Because so, that's that's great that Jason's going in. I love that Into the Woods is letting him uh, take a little step across the street. Literally across the street. That's kind of fun. And then speaking of Into the Woods, Joaquina Kalukango is going to be going into Into the Woods as the final witch. So she's going to be replacing the dual leading ladies of Montego Glover and Patina Miller, who have sort of been sharing this the role God, I didn't think I was going to have to see this show again. But <laughs> Danae Benton is in, is going to be in it. She's replacing Krista. She's back in it now oh. as the witch. Or as, sorry, as Cinderella. And then now Joaquina is going to be in it as the witch. I mean, great cast. Legendary legends, as they say on All Star 6. Gosh, we've talked about Into the Woods to death on this podcast. So if anyone's curious about it, we listen to any episode from the last five months and you'll hear everything we have to say. But- I, I don't want anything to do with it right now. To be honest with you, because the contest that we've been running for the last week to give away a free pair of tickets, which has been a smash success. It's been awesome. However, the robots and scammers that targeted our contest and tried to cajole our dear, dear followers and maybe listeners. I don't know if they're always the same. Right. Stealing (laughs) their credit card information over these tickets. Y'all, I know that, you know, you know, we're, most of us are savvy. Some people just aren't as savvy to, to falling for a, something like this. I mean, it's how Jen Shaw ended up ripping off all those senior citizens, you know, the vulnerable, the elderly. Whitney Rose in the, in the sprinter van being like, they get you on a list. They charge your credit card. They get it running every single month. Remember her like describing Fraud. that? Fraud. <laughs> Fraud. Anyways. Oh my God. So, I yes. know. Well, I feel bad about that as well, but mm-hmm. we're going to hook people up with an amazing pair of tickets, which will be announced today, the yes. day of this release. And yeah. I know, what was I going to say about Into the Woods? I had a thought. Today I had a thought. To borrow a phrase from an early Quarantine Diary episode of ours. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Maybe it'll come back to me as we keep yeah. talking. Yeah, well, we were in the midst of talking about casting news in general. And oh, yeah. the third piece, the third J, I should mention, you know, we had Jason, we had Jaquina, Jinx Monsoon, winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5 and All-Star 6, also known as All Winners, 
is going to be stepping into Chicago, the musical on Broadway for eight weeks, starting January 16th or something. I think that's right. Oh my God. Through early March. I've got to go. I've got to go. That's exciting casting. It, it is exciting. It's creative. It's why I, you know, I love what they do over there at Chicago. Me too. Which we've talked about a lot recently as well. Yeah. On another podcast called Oscar Wilde. Y'all know our friends, Nick and Sophia. We did a West Side Story episode with them last year. And they're coming on drama. And they're coming on drama in early 2023 is what I'm That's thinking. That's right. Yes, God, period. We talked about how creative, period. We talked about how creative Chicago can get with casting and having a drag queen who is actually a phenomenal vocalist on Broadway is phenomenal. Now she's not the first Rue girl. Oh, I should also mention she's stepping in as Mama Morton. Uh-huh. She's not the first Rue girl to be on Broadway. We had the Dwayne, who is also known as Milan in drag. Right. Who was in Hairspray and Motown and Smokey Joe's Off-Broadway. But Peppermint, famed New York legend, friend of the pod, and RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> season nine runner-up. Your ability to recall these these um, these credits is incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. But anyway. Thank you. She did star as Pythio in Head Over Heels. And that was exciting, but this is different. This is a, a institution of Chicago and Jinx is a phenomenal choice to step in. I think this also opens the door as drag queens in the RuPaul's Drag Race world as celebrities who are worth the salt of putting them into these shows, worth their salt. Oh, I love that. And I can't believe another Ru girl hasn't done Broadway since being on the show. I mean, of course, Nina does the tour of Hairspray. Which I saw, and she was fantastic, by the way. Oh, wait. We didn't talk about it on the pod, did we? We, we did in the episode that comes out next week. Oh, okay. We'll say mm-hmm. So everyone, that's a little teaser for next week's episode. But yeah, I cannot believe that another girl hasn't done it. That's crazy to me. I mean, Monet would be great. I was thinking Monet in the Mama Morton role, actually, which Ooh. is kind of fun. Remember um, when she sang opera? <laughs> I do. In that talent show of um, All Winners? Yes, because that was what she went to school for. I think there's a lot of opportunity for Drag Race girls to do Broadway, especially as if it continues to be mainstream. And, mm-hmm. it, and you know, there's obviously the Vegas show and things on tour, but Broadway is Broadway. I mean, it's... It's so phenomenal. And I, I hope they put Jinx on trash cans and buses and the ways that oh. they do for Erica Jane and all the other stars, Angelica Ross, all those other different people who have taken on the um, the hot honey rag. Now, it, you know, it makes me a bit emotional, to be honest with you, that, you know, a queer performer, a drag entertainer like Jinx Monsoon could be a quote-unquote celebrity casting to sell tickets to a long-running Broadway musical. I mean, that's pretty amazing. It is. Drag Race has created this space for queer performers as a launching pad, at this point, a launching pad to the rest of their careers. Like, that is, I mean, not to put it up there with Housewives, but the fact that a Housewife and a RuPaul's Drag Race winner can be held to the same sort of, like, star power, that this is who you want to come buy tickets to see our show to see, that makes me feel really happy and like shows the power that the drag race machine multiverse at this point has really put out there. Like I'm, I'm absolutely assessed. Do we have, do we have to go see Jinx? I mean, is the, I think so. Go, I don't right? have a trip plan for those, <laughs> that period of time, but I might, it, it lends itself exactly to what you were just saying is dancing with the stars culture, having people like that on, you know, oh my housewives God, yes. are on. And for example, we just had the 
finale of season 31 of Dancing with the Stars and Shangela Laquifa Wadley was in the final <laughs> four, finishing fourth, which to me felt, you know, it felt like a stunt. But I don't know if anybody has gotten the chance to watch Shangela's final freestyle dance. It's two minutes of your time. What a moment on Dancing with the Stars. I agree with you. I felt like the whole season and experience have been leading to that point. But she is a star. Not only her dances were great, but what was even better was watching her interact with the hosts and judges. Don't you agree? Because that's that's she knows how to work a mic. She always had some sort of a funny quip or one liner. Shangela is phenomenal. She's my winner of All Stars 3. <laughs> oh, oh, spicy. And Even though she technically came in third or fourth, right? Again, again, she didn't make it to the Whoa. final two. That's an interesting correlation there. Wait, people were being so funny tweeting online. You know how there's that, if you want so-and-so to win, ha- tweet with hashtag team Shangela, team Tracy. Yeah, yeah. Someone took the one from All Stars 3 and was tweeting it in relation to voting for Shangela. <laughs> That's incredible. But also her partner, Gleb, oh, mama, one of the sexiest men ever. And ever. his, his, you know, he's a straight man. He, they made that clear. Nope, we think. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe Shangela helped him open his eyes to this world of fluid <laughs> sexuality and identity because he ultimately stepped into the heels of a drag queen and his drag persona, Natasha, came about during this yes, <laughs> final performance, which was To Call Me Mother by Mother RuPaul and Eureka O'Hara and Laganja Estranja <laughs> appeared in the finale dance. If this sounds like the most insane Mad Libs you've ever heard, it's because it is. <laughs> and it was on Dancing with the Stars. Truly amazing. What I loved... Shangela used the platform to talk about real issues and what a better way to speak out about the hate that happened over the weekend in Colorado Springs than when she addressed it on national television. I mean, obviously it's streaming now, but what isn't in her little post dance interview, she talked about it being a mass shooting and how LGBTQ people are in danger in this country and we need to stand up against it. And having the representation of and normalcy of having queer people in the spotlight is what's going to stop these things from happening. Because yes. hate that is taught is what makes someone want to walk into a gay bar or a gay club and, and, and murder, you know, and it, it's, it's devastating. I was sick to my stomach all of Sunday morning thinking about yes. what happened in Colorado Springs. And I, and I know that you feel the same way. No, I still am. Well, it, you know, with mass shootings now and these, attacks and the this mass murder obviously we see them happen all the time and this one hits closer to home of course you know it's crazy to even say that when it's like they're usually in schools they're usually in movie mm-hmm. theaters how do those not hit close to home you know like you can't go anywhere these I days without the being afraid. One, it's just we've been out of school for a while Maybe and that's it and oh this one God. it's just going to a gay bar on the weekend is a regular occurrence for both of us well obviously it's apparent to me that it's not just pe- queer people in queer spaces anymore i mean in the headlines, this, this like, you know, cis straight father was there with his wife right. and daughter and they were involved. I mean, people who were just there to have fun. I, I think one of the victims was there celebrating her friend's birthday. You no, know, don't even tell people. me that. Don't even well, tell me that. What I was going to say was, you know, of course, when a shooting happens now, it's shocking and traumatic. And part of me wants to just disengage. Because I can't, it's too much trauma at this point. We've, we've seen this happen too much and it won't stop. So what can we do? But you can't disengage because how will things change? How will things change? I mean, and then as the days go on, we're finding out they're confirming the victims. We're finding out, we're seeing their faces. We're seeing their life stories. Beautiful faces, by the way. Oh my God. It gives me the goosebumps. And enjoying their lives and 
That could be us. That could be me, Dylan. That could be either of us literally any weekend. I know. In either of our And so that's why we can't disengage, like you said, because we need to speak out. Share the graphics to your Instagram stories. Donate to these, you know, please donate if you can to the, the relief of these for these families but but also like we need to make sure we vote out people like lauren bobert or whatever bobert whatever you say her name in, <laughs> in Colorado. and we need to make sure that you know i'm not telling people how to vote but i'm saying that we need to encourage our legislators to make sensible laws and protections mm-hmm. in these situations 100 right now it's typically democrats and left-leaning politicians that are going to protect us against gun violence because Republicans are really tied to the NRA. I'm not telling you or listeners that we well, should I am guns, but I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but I am saying is that we need to make sure that, you know, it starts at a political level. It can start locally, even with not bans on guns, but bans on assault rifles or things. I don't know anything about the weapon. I don't know anything about the killer. I just know that there was hatred taught to him because that something was posted that his father was more of an alt-right person. I don't want to focus too much on it, but I just want to say that if anybody has the means to help them, please help the families, help the victims, because there were victims who who survived. There was, you know, at the time of the news breaking, 18 people were injured, but I believe the number is over 20 now. Oh my God. were injured and five people did pass. And so our hearts are with our our queer siblings in, in Colorado Springs right now. It's just... Well, it's devastating. I mean, and it's, it's things we have to talk about. We have to. And, you know, to see a lot of my straight friends online, not really posting about it is tough for me. And I, you know, we have this discussion on the podcast a lot about, do you have to post about things? Do you have to share? But, you know, this, this feels like a moment where allies who enjoy these spaces, who enjoy prides, who enjoy, you know, all that the, the LGBTQ community has to offer, they should be equally speaking up because right. this is not i don't think this i don't think gun violence is a controversial issue anymore it shouldn't it be shouldn't be is what i mean you know well it's sort of like when it's sort of like when roe versus wade was overturned earlier this year and and women were saying that they didn't see men supporting them or or posting things and it's it's tricky i think everyone wants to respect the spaces that they belong in and what space has been made for them but i do think that in this issue it's it's a human rights issue, which is the same thing. Women's issues are human rights issues. We should be able to stand up for one another and speak out. And But I will also say this. I want to look to leaders to tell us what to do because I don't want to do something wrong. I don't want to make any sort of a mistake. Well, Dylan, I'm glad you mentioned Shangela using her platform to talk about that because that was so powerful. I absolutely love her. Are you caught up on we're here i stopped after season one i have watched season one and two season three drops this weekend or next week and i'm very excited about it another great show and um shangela show. and Eureka and bob the drag queen are amazing yeah here's the thing i'm overwhelmed there's all I'm these over- things to catch up on <laughs> i don't think other people watch and do as much as we do really because i feel like everyone's seen everything and i'm like oh that's on my list <laughs> no i think it's some people you know everyone wants to be able to talk about it but we we have you know robust lives outside of it we we obviously want to spend time with family over the holiday and you know not be online as much but oh you please know, you, i'm always you, online wait you said it earlier i know and we <laughs> talked about twitter with a few of our guests coming up so i don't really want to talk about it too much but you mentioned to me that there was a new social media app that gave people in particular for talking all about. of my oomphies which lol <laughs> <laughs> are tweeting about how they've joined this new social app, which I guess isn't new, but has like debugged 
It's called Hive. Have you heard yeah, of this? I, just because I've seen gay men saying, I'm on Hive now. Okay, I did a quick look at it. It looks like a weird blend of like Tumblr, Twitter, and sort of like the Instagram Explore tab. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so a like, lot, you, a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it doesn't look as clean as Twitter in terms of like timeline, but it's seems pretty similar. I don't know, man. I I, I wish the Twitter had man, this hadn't happened. Dude. I wish this hadn't happened, dude. I wish the Twitter was still what it was because it's so funny and fun. It's how I learned so many things. When we were at the movies the other day, when we saw She Said, which everyone should go see, you were like, wait, before Twitter and podcasts, how do we know what we were supposed to go see? Right. And I was like, magazines? I don't know. Which you and I were long devoted Entertainment Weekly, better known as EW now. Till the final printed issue. Till the final printed issue. We still got it every week. Even in college, if it would get delivered to our family home, we would have our mother ship it then to our dorm or our apartment or whatever in bulk. She'd send it with like other things. You know, it wasn't sure. like she was just sending the magazine, but we, we were devoted EW readers. Uh, so movies, obviously, is another thing that people love to do during the holiday season, especially my, one of my favorite traditions is on Black Friday, we always go see a movie. What are we going to see sort. this year? I think there's a short list of things I would be interested in. The Fablemans, Bones and All. Oh, I need to see that. I heard it's... Um, well, of course, I've seen every Tim is the Chalamet film that's existed, which is tough and hard for me, as I famously have said, I'm done with Twinks, but I love him. Yeah. I do, I do. And I've heard that he's giving his best performance in years, so... Okay, well, that makes me so happy because he, I do think he's interesting. I loved him in Dune, honestly. I didn't think that there was anything oh. wrong with his performance in Dune. Yeah. My favorite, one of my favorites of his, though, is actually Beautiful Boy. Oh, yeah. He was amazing in that. He was amazing I, in that, yeah. That was a hard watch, but equally hard and for different reasons. Call Me By Your Name. The His performance in that is still tops for me. I know that's one of your seminal favorites. I do love it, but it's hard now with Army, with Army Hammer being... <laughs> You know, as troubled as he is, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, Broadway vet, Army Hammer. I really... saw him in Straight White Men, the play he did. How was he? Exactly the same as he is in his movies. Just very, you know, he seems like a normal guy, but we didn't know that there was so much else going on. Um, There's trouble. There's a lot of trouble there. There is. <laughs> I didn't watch that documentary. Okay, no. but so you want to see either The Fablemans, Bones and All, or... There's a few other things. I want to see Strange Worlds, which is that new Jake Gyllenhaal Disney movie that apparently which there's I've a gay lead. About. There's a gay lead, and that's why Disney isn't promoting it. So it's like, but how many times have we heard like, oh, there's a gay lead, Disney gay lead? Hmm. Like it's like it happens all Remember? the time. <laughs> well, the the biggest one was when there was that. Um, oh my god, in the in the uh, Tom Holland Chris Pratt movie where they played Onward. brothers. Onward. Onward, there was that gay character. Right. She was like an alien cop. She was an icon. Yes. <laughs> Everyone was so excited about that. But then they're like, but this is the character we're giving you. And it was, and they posted a picture of the alien. She was great. That was Lena Waithe, right? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Iconic. So funny. That was, like, that was a cute movie. I remember Disney has been teasing this idea of a gay character for years, though, because when Finding Dory, the first trailer was released, like, oh. <laughs> obviously, like, maybe eight years ago. 
there was a clip of these two women pushing a stroller and everybody thought it was a gay couple. <laughs> I don't think it was. I, it could have been. It could have been. It would have been great if Ellen would have used her platform to encourage there to be queer in- inclusion in that movie. But alas. Ellen didn't really care about queer stuff. I mean, ultimately on her talk show even, like, I can't remember her really having like a lot of like queer people on. She was just like really into like Bieber and, and like, Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle. Which, oh my God, not to change topics too much, but we have to discuss the Funny Girl cast album. I know, which we have both held back from listening to because a week from the time of recording this, we will be returning to see the new cast of Funny Girl. Absolutely. Is that okay to say? Absolutely. Well, how can you miss it? Um, yeah. How often in your life do you have this kind of real drama happening on and off the stage at a Broadway show that we're all as an audience invested in in this big way? Of course. How could you miss it? I know. Well, and Tova Felchu and I have a history. I must mention she you and I too. very closely together when she had her solo run at 54 Below, um, which I'm saving that for the memoir. But she, <laughs> she, I heard is great as well as Mrs. Bryce. Allegedly, Leah Michelle is still getting three standing ovations a night. Julie Benko is still getting incredible press and reviews, which we love, Julie. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And I just want to talk about this album thing. It's why Because obviously an album was not in the cards when the show first opened. It just didn't happen. Like Much like an album didn't happen for Company, or it wasn't supposed to happen for Music Man, but then they ultimately did do one. Oh yeah, that's right. I never listened so to it. So none of the revivals were going to be captured on on, you know, album. You never listened to the Music Man one? I listened <laughs> I to heard it. songs cuz I just love Sutton so much. Yeah. I know that's so random. Well, you know, I don't really listen to musical theater. I know. So funny. <laughs> but there's a big so hullabaloo online about Beanie's cast, which was mostly just I think just Beanie and Jane Lynch and then whoever else. I don't know if there's been ensemble changes in the meanwhile are not on the album because they didn't record it back then. Mm -hmm. I want to say this carefully, but I also want to say this just truthfully. Leah Michelle has one of the most beautiful, incredible voices of our time. The fact that they didn't capture it with Beanie, whose voice was reviewed by the critics as not being up to par or, you know, you're following in the footsteps of Streisand. I think we can understand why that album didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Leah and Tova and this new cast have completely saved the show. Totally. No it, one can argue with it, that. It would have closed either in July or August. If this show is now, I mean, the way tickets are so insanely priced on StubHub or whatever the site. Yeah, StubHub. SeatGeek. Seat Seat Geek. You'd think it was Which tickets. Which I found out as a resale. Did you know that? Yeah, but they, they're the official seller though. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's it kept all of these people employed. It's brought so many audiences to Broadway. It's sold out every night from what I understand. It is one of the hottest tickets in town. It's in the top grocers. We need to stop worrying about what happened to Mimi Feldstein because she's okay. I'm sure mentally it was a hard situation to go through, but she's fine. Also, she's rich and famous. I, I know I'm being like a little bit care like um not as empathetic as i normally would be in this case but i get really bothered when i see people on twitter which may i might not be seeing them on twitter anymore saying these things because you know we may not have it (laughs) very soon but i get like so annoyed when i see people tweeting like about i will never forgive funny girl for doing what they did to beanie feldstein and i'm like uh, whoopi the whoopi goldberg on the view clip where she goes okay (laughs) you know like right it's okay she's rich also like like to your point 
I understand why there wasn't a cast album of Beanie. And I understand why they are doing one of Leah. Like you said, save the show, etc. Also, we have Jared Grimes' Tony-nominated performance on the cast album. The undeniably stunning voice of Ramin Karimloo on this, which, oh my God, I cannot wait to hear him sing with Leah. It's going to be crazy. And <laughs> I know, just want to say... To quote my umfi, Juan Ramirez, he tweeted something so funny. And this is this feels very dramois. Maybe we can segue into that segment mm-hmm. next. But he tweeted something that made me laugh, laugh, laugh till the cows sort of decided to come home, <laughs> which was, <laughs> have the people mad about Leah Michelle being in Funny Girl tried dot, 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 having sex, which made <laughs> me cackle. I really... Because sometimes I think people just get so... I know. Well, I'll, leave, I'll leave the tweet as it is. I don't need to explain a tweet on a podcast, right. which feels like well, I just want to say, I know that this might not, everyone who's listening might not agree with what we're saying, but that's okay. And that's okay. I've had phenomenal discourse with people about this. Broadway is a business. And if the Funny Girl producers only wanted to exclusively care about Beanie's feelings, they would have lost millions of dollars and closed over the summer. They are, I don't know if they've recouped. I don't know what the situation is think of all these amazing people that are employed backstage front of house they're performing on the macy's parade now like did they did they even get a tony's performance you know it's like no no this cast is getting the chance to shine and we're getting the chance to hear these incredible barbara streisand classics you know obviously they're not written by barbara but made famous by barbara sung by one of the most undeniable voices of our generation and i'm i'm hearing on the streets, the streets are saying that Leah's voice sounds so amazing on this album because unlike what they did to her on Glee and on her um, solo records, where they really auto-tuned the hell out of her voice. Oh, so you much. You can hear how textured and layered her voice really is. And I guess it's a, just a really special thing to have captured. And to that point, Dylan, it's okay to disagree. It's okay to have discourse. And I think we as a society have become so precious with mm-hmm. wanting to be agreeable and wanting to always agree and thinking if we disagree, it's drama title of pod or thinking it's something (laughs) that's like not okay but you know i think we should be allowed to no question we're allowed to disagree we're allowed to have discourse we're allowed to have differing opinions on what we liked or didn't like about performances or why someone was cast or why something's been going you know famously well maybe not famously because we've never talked about on the podcast you and i are not going to support and go see mj the musical for our own reasons reasons that you can probably fill in the blanks that crystal on real houses of beverly hills spoke on right and the other women didn't really get it but you know what that's okay that's what if you don't like something or want to support something don't go see it if you do go see it that's what it is but am i can i be still so thrilled that mj has employed incredible artists front of house and back and mostly black artists yes and that's phenomenal and it won awards and people are getting rewarded and whatnot but like, and you know what said- i heard this is some scoop here's some scoop that you'll get only by hearing you know the twins talking i've heard from the streets about mj that miles frost who won a tony for playing michael jackson yeah has not changed in the least since becoming i mean he's a kid right since winning this tony and becoming so successfully critically lauded in this performance he treats everyone in that building like he treated them on day one and is the nicest kindest most gracious person and i love to hear that it's so so great i'm happy for him i'm happy like you said happy for the people working in the building yeah but for my own personal reasons i'm not gonna see mj and that's okay you know like and for you know people might have that same exact opinion about 
Funny Girl. Two shows on the same street, both on 52nd Street. Wow, Anyways, wow, wow, wow. What's anyways. going on? N- next, I'm going to be hearing people not wanting to go to Haswell, 52s. <laughs> Wait, what's it called? <laughs> used to be Haswell Green. I don't know anymore. That's Gosh, so funny. That, that, that's a lot. But um, I think yeah, we need well, to next move- week. We're going to be seeing a lot of stuff. Yes. Because you're visiting me. Yes. And mostly things that they- we've, you know, been discussing over the last couple of weeks because. We're seeing shows that our fall lineup of guests have all been in. Some like yes. hot, some like hot, almost famous, and then some upcoming shows that I don't want to say. But based on what we see, I think you all can you can guess and hope for for people because it hasn't been announced on the pod yet. Which, the pod yet. If you subscribe to the Patreon, we always do give a heads up to our listeners. Yeah, so I look forward to. That wow. Well, there's one other theater production that's happening this fall that I am absolutely devastated that I was not able to get a ticket to. I know. Getting a ticket to this was like trying to get a ticket to the Eras tour for Taylor Swift. It was everyone lining up. Websites were crashing. Like people were signing up for something special to get VIP tickets to. Oh my God, which it's the New York Theater Workshop production of Merrily We Roll Along. This Starring oh Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe, Jonathan Groff, and Lindsay Mendez, and Katie Rose Clark, and all uh, and other amazing artists as well. I love that. Yeah, my catchphrase. I love that. I cannot believe we didn't get tickets. I think the first performance is tonight because or Connor y- yesterday tickets were one hundred and seventy-five dollars <laughs> or something like that per person. Which hey, I will be happy to drop that amount of money when it's something very important to me. Especially for a not-for-profit. Especially for a not-for-profit. I saw that the cancellation line is also like, it's like 145 a ticket or something. But they are doing the cheap ticks through today ticks lottery. Trust and believe I'll be entering it every day. If anyone who is listening has any sort of a link connection to this production, let us know because Connor and I will pay to go and see this show. I save every month for these types of, you know, experiences. <laughs> I'm not a theater snob that only goes to see things if it's free. So... We need to move on to Drumois, which is loosely based on Dumois, the online sort of um, anonymous tip line that you can send in celebrity goss. So we are never salacious on drama. We only like to talk about things in mostly a positive light. But we have decided to answer questions live on air, like a mailbag type situation. And because we're absolute goofballs... We, our Patreon used to be called Patreon, for God's sake. We are calling this section Dramoi, like Dumois, but it is the drama that's going on in the world. And it's questions submitted by first our Drama Plus family, and then by anybody else who's interested. We give Drama Plus priority boarding. So, period. We have got a few. I'm kind of gagged. You're like, we are so stupid calling it Patreon and Dramoi. I I know. Like, what? It's fun as hell. We've received these anonymous tips, which we love, uh, Anonymous tip around here. Oh my god. Okay, some are signed and others not. The first comes from fa- our favorite baking daddy in Atlanta. Ooh, which I love. You two always seem to have very compatible tastes, but on what show or production have the two of you bitterly disagreed? Do you continue to use it to get under with the other one's skin? And <laughs> so, and I will answer the last part. We do tease each other like that because if one of us, if we know the other one didn't like something will jokingly refer to it as something <laughs> the other one loved. Like, for example, I'll say, oh, Connor, your favorite show is, you know, performing on the Macy's Parade. Or, or if a song comes on at, at, on the radio or on Shuffle, I'll go, oh, Connor, do you want me to not skip this one? Because I know how much you love, insert X, Y, and Z show here. Uh-huh. Gentle teasing. 
We do have very compatible tastes, though. We do, but there's one show that I really don't like, have no interest in seeing again, and you love. Like, you absolutely love this show, which is Matilda. I really don't oh. like it. Maybe it was my experience seeing it. I saw it on in a tour house. We were quite far back. The audio was kind of fucked. But I don't like it. I, I really don't. I've never revisited the music except for the, the hip bop song, When I Grow Up, in which the children are on swing singing about when they grow up, which is a great idea for a song. <laughs> great, great concept. But I don't know what it is. I found, like, I don't, I get a little... I don't love when children are sort of like screeching and yelling and sort of like bandying together in kind of an annoying way. Bandying. I just wasn't, I wasn't delighted by Matilda. Um, and if, if it's ever come up on the pod, I usually kind of just stay silent or pretend like I like it in some sort of way. But you know what yeah. I mean? I don't like it that much at you all. You don't like Matilda and you don't like cats. And yeah, I mean, I, uh, cats, I, 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 I like I, yeah. more. <laughs> I think I like cats more than Matilda. Is that weird? No, not at all. Um, I think I like those shows because they're also some of Hunter's, like that he's had experiences with those he loves. Maybe that's why I don't like them. So maybe I'm like more biased. Yeah. Let me think. I'm just kidding. I love Hunter. Is there a show or production the two of us have bitterly disagreed upon? I don't think so because our tastes, we grew up together with the same influences and tastes. So it mostly overlaps. But I will say Matilda's probably the only one I can think of. Anything on Broadway over the last year? That we saw, I have thought, to say, oh, that was bad. Well, I have to say, and I feel fine saying this: when we saw Diana, you loved it immediately. Diana the musical, yeah, you loved it immediately. And I was, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, I like it. They're great, great performances. It's very entertaining, but I wasn't like gagged. But then it kind of sunk in, you know, as time, yeah. not, not even that much time had to go on. For me and to you be watched like, it on Netflix then. You I watched, watched it on it. Netflix. Mm-hmm. I did. I was like, you know what? I love this. I do. I do. I, I do. I do. But I, that makes don't you remember happy. sitting there in the audience and you were kind of like, you were annoyed with me that I wasn't obsessed. I remember not you, that were, you were giving Nooch. You weren't giving Nooch. I've, which I have given before. <laughs> the same week. You were giving Nooch at a different performance. Maybe I was like unwell that week. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. But, I'm dead. Okay. That's so funny. Okay. That was a fun question. Thank you, Baking Daddy. I don't want to make it seem, though, like we have the totally same taste and we're, like, super boring. Like, that's really not it at all. Like, there are, and maybe it's not, like, as obviously things that stick out, but there are certainly things about theater in general that, like, I love and you love and I don't love as much and you don't love as much. But ultimately, I can be swayed in any direction, usually, so. (laughs) I know, you always say that. I think the biggest difference between the two of us is we have different music tastes. Like you are always listening to like indie, indie pop or um, more like uh, coffee house type music, like Maggie Rogers, Phoebe Bridgers, things like that. And I am either always listening to theater or different, something different. You know, I listen, I love British pop actually, but you do. That's funny. That's a good question. Yeah. I'll have to so, think a little harder on if there's something we've really disagreed on and we'll I mean, follow Karen up next time. But I don't think so. Like, and I liked, but that's just, I don't know. I didn't. That's drama. That's yeah. actually drama. Because everyone it was, else was obsessed was loved. Yeah. Okay. Another question we got. Uh, maybe I'll just do two more. Okay. Which one of you is Glenda and which is Alphaba? Of course, a wicked question. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a little drama without some wicked. <laughs> I think it's changed. I think we have flipped between the two in our years because I think in college, you were Glenda and I was Alphaba. 
Totally. And now it's switched a little bit. And I think I'm more of a Glinda and you're more of an Alphaba. Yep. But now I think it's switched again a little bit more in that, like, I am so stressed out all the time and you're a little more Zen Wen, as we've been calling you, Zen Dylan. Zen, yeah. So now I feel like maybe you're more of a, um, you know, you're more balanced. You're giving, you're giving like, um, Glinda in act two when she's like a lot calmer and like more grown and you're thank goodness Glinda and I'm like still very like I'm Elphaba sneaking into the wizard's chambers to like free the monkeys because I'm always kind of on edge now. You're Elphaba sharing lunch with Dr. Delamont. <laughs> That's fine. Do you, do you agree with that answer? I do. And I think it's changed our whole lives but growing up I think it was I was also Elphaba and you're Glinda. It just has flipped. We call that an arc. We call it an arc. And arc, honey, well, it shows the multifaceted dimensions of female dynamics and friendships, how they can really grow and ebb and flow together throughout the years. Now we have one more question, and then we will sign off for this week. Okay, this is drama. Which friend of the pod excited your lady parts the most during your interview? IG thirst traps don't count. This is signed from Anonymous. So here's the thing. This is close friends level. This, this is, this, this is the answer to this is going to go on drama plus. Absolutely. Because Because I I I have, can I tell you something? There was one interview. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. Where we, I got so giddy and a little blushy (laughs) because the man sitting across from us via Zoom was so gorgeous. And the way that he was talking to us was so incredible and generous. (laughs) And it, 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 you know, it made me shiver with Antissa. Yeah. Patient on Drama Plus. It's very rare that you and I both are kind of like, oh, flood in my basement, which just, that is what happened. Not flood in my basement. That's such a Gingerman <laughs> season seven of Drag Race reference. Why hasn't she been on Broadway? So there was a, a Xanadu tour that was supposed to go out, which is so random, with Gingerman <laughs> and I think Jinx as the... Oh, come on. Um, Jackie Hoffman and Mary Testa characters. Incredible. And so that they would sing Evil Woman. And so I saw Jinx recently live. I didn't see Jinx. I saw Ginger recently. And she's sang yeah. Evil Woman. Oh, fun. For the, the Hocus Pocus show that she did. It was great. Oh, that's perfect for that. I know. I know. So anyways. So we, we have answers to this question. We but do. This is, this is Drama Plus. We, we can't give all the goods away for free. We're running a business here. Okay. So... Dylan, I love that you came up with this idea for Drama. Not only is it fun to say, but it's fun to receive these little Q&As because it'll help our listeners get to know us better and it'll help us learn about the hot topics and things going on in the community. Everyone listening needs to think of their own questions and write them in. We're going to be answering them at least once a month. So keep them on a rolling basis. We'll collect them. And I will say the first time I look at them is when Connor and I read them here live on air. So nothing is prepared. And they are anonymous if you want it to be. And yeah, these mostly were anonymous. So. Oh, this what a fun has idea. Been okay. so much fun, but we do need to end the way we end all of our podcasts with a dose of drama. You hinted on an earlier, Connor, about how getting tickets to Merrily was like getting tickets to Taylor Swift's <laughs> era's tour. I entered hell, the upside down, um, the Trump White House, places of true insidious nature when I went online last week or two weeks ago, I think it was a week ago, to get tickets for the Taylor Swift era's tour. I did not get a code myself. A friend had me log on. Our friend Logan had me log on to her Ticketmaster account. Not me doxing our friends live on the pod, but <laughs> that's what you know. What that's what we always do. Usually, yep. call yep. them by name. Call them by their name. Call them by there. It was horrible, and thankfully, my our best friend Lisa, who's on 
the Patreon talking about Taylor Swift at one point. Her husband and I were on the phone getting tickets. It happened. I never want to do it again. The way that it all happened, I don't think will ever happen again for concerts because Ticketmaster has, you know, there's a there's an X on their door and someone's coming for them. So and her name is Taylor. What is your dose of drama, Connor? Well, your tweet about like Omarosa describing her White House experience was like you being in the Taylor Swift <laughs> ticket queue made me laugh, laugh, laugh. I think laugh, it was underappreciated, laugh. but thank you. Of course it was. Ross Matthews was like in the Big Brother house, if only to get the scoop from Omarosa. That's Fully. Celebrity Big Brother season. From Omarosa Manical. Mm. Yes, God. Okay. So my dose of drama is this. I absolutely used to ride so hard for the Netflix teen drama series Elite. And let me tell you, they dropped their new season this week. And it's a flop. Utter mm. flop. What, you know, the show was a murder mystery, but in conceit, and it was kind of like how to get away with murder meets Gossip Girl meets Degrassi in some ways. And then it sort of turned into like a very sexual show in terms of like, you've, it became Euphoria High, but make it in Spain. And then... Yeah. It, but they always were doing like yeah. the how to get away with murder style, like everything's leading up to an event every season or mid season. Yeah, and you get a little taste of it at the end of most of the episodes. And most of the original cast is gone. And that's okay because I think, obviously, I don't want high school students sticking around on a high school shelf longer than they should. So that's okay. But the show completely has lost its energy. It's also, I don't think there, there was maybe like two or three like saucy scenes this season, like nothing that really even like got me going. And I was very disappointed considering how hot the cast is and it wasn't fun. It's not a fun show anymore. And it used to be ridiculous and it's not even like that ridiculous. It got too serious and too weird. So my dose of drama is that it flopped and I don't know if I'll be following it to season seven, even though I saw they cast incredibly hot people for the new season. And Omar from the OG cast is coming back as a series regular. Oh, wow. Maybe they realized that, that something was wrong in the sauce. Um, it kind of know. reminds me of Roni season 12. You know, it went away from the goofiness and got a little too serious as Ramona said. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yes. All right. Well, Dylan, this was so fun. I I'm had like, a blast. I feel so good about this. I can't wait to do this talk. again. I know. I think that this is going to be a really fun addition to our, our drama offerings and we teased it to death on this episode, but our Drama Plus Patreon is where this happens more than just once a month. And you all should check it out. It's only $5 a month. That's a coffee. That's a, I don't know. A, it's an OnlyFans. It's an OnlyFans. It could be, yeah. Any of those uh, it's little... OnlyFans on discount day when they're running a sale at this point. <laughs> and Black Friday is coming up. So check out our Patreon. Check out our social medias at The Drama Podcast. Connor at Connor McDowell. Me at Dylan McDowell. This was a blast. Yay, I loved it. Yes. And Connor, I will see you next time. Drama. Drama. <laughs>